All right, guys, what's up? We're here with the streaking Arnold Almighty Allen from the UFC. I'm the bee's knees. I'm the boom. I'm the cat's pajamas. Boom, boom. Let's go. All right, Arnold, what's up, man? I'm here Home with much, Arnold. Man. How you just doing? Just chilling, just chilling, chilling. Man. In Good Montreal Studios, BTC. We're happy to have you. Thanks for coming. TriStar no teammate of mine. Arnold, so um, let's start off a little bit about how you got into TriStar. We're lucky to have you here in Montreal. I mean, obviously, a fighter like you has a lot of chance to go to different gyms, test the waters, test the market. How did you end up at TriStar? What happened? Wow. So I always wanted to come from like come to one of the big gyms, you know, like yeah. one of these. And TriStar, obviously, was one of the big gyms. GSP is like, you know, every kid's hero, you know, you're watching GSP is the man. So everyone wants to come train and learn what GSP is doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I won my UFC debut in 2015. And then, uh, you know, I won some money and I was like, right, I'm going to one of the gyms. And uh, I kind of knew Tom Breeze, who was here at the time. Uh, From Joe, England as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Joe Duffy was here. So I was like, right, I'm going to I'm going to go try there out for a month and uh I didn't go anywhere else, so yeah, yeah I've been here since. So since then, you haven't tried another gym. It's not no. like you went to the U.S. or anything. No, I haven't wow. been here. Yeah. So really, and it was after your first UFC fight. You already were in because I know you fought Cage Warriors, yep. and then you went to UFC. Yeah, that's um, it. That's it. So yeah, I basically, I always wanted to go to one of the top gyms, mm -hmm. and uh, I just didn't have the money. <laughs> I want my <laughs> debut, and I'm like, right, I'm going. So I spent a month, and and uh, yeah, I love the training. So been coming back ever since yeah I, I love like your story too because you were telling me i think a year ago or two years ago that at the beginning it was really like take a fight use that money to go you know or like you'd go yeah. home you'd work for a bit whatever you can do and then you'd come back make sure you're here for your training camps yeah. so it was like quite a struggle even when you're in the ufc and that yeah, that was a commitment that you showed is yeah, that for sure. that's how you did it kind of yeah exactly exactly like you know now you know like you say i've got a streak going now so uh yeah Things are going okay, and uh, I'm able to stay longer as long as uh, my visa permits and all that. So hopefully yeah. your, your parents don't miss you too much. Oh, they well before <laughs> the pandemic they were coming out here, so you know when they could they were traveling out here and spending a few weeks here at a time, which is nice. You know. I remember your father quite the character. I mean, your dad. The first time I saw him in the gym, he was like this big, bulky man, bald headed guy. He looked like one of us, a fighter. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I was like, what's this guy doing here? Oh, and then he right. started talking to me. He said, Yeah, Marno's father. And uh, but your dad, did he start you in MMA? Because your dad's a character for anybody that. It doesn't know your dad's very outspoken. He's, yeah. He was a former bodybuilder. He's fought. Um, he's fought in MMA himself. Did he get you in? Did you get him? And how'd that happen? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But like, I, I actually really thought MMA was. I really thought it was crap. Like when my dad was doing it, because <laughs> I was watching. I was, you know, like when your your dad's doing something, I'm like, ah, that's not cool. Like my my dad does that. You know what I mean? But then I guess like somehow I got into it like via him maybe maybe like trying to follow him in some way but uh I started boxing because he was doing MMA and I was like nah that's that's not cool boxing's better boxing's better so then I started doing boxing and then slowly 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 I started doing more MMA I started training like with the other guys doing wrestling jiu-jitsu and all that yeah and uh yeah so I I guess in some way he did but uh I don't know I feel, he never pushed me into it, you know? Yeah. It was always my... my but he started decision. with bodybuilding first. He wasn't a fighter or anything. Yeah, well, so he was a strong man. He was a strong man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was, uh, you know, like pulling all the trucks and the Atlas stones. Bench pressing kegs in your backyard. Yeah, all the crazy stuff. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I used to go to the gym with him all the time when we were kids. So pumping iron and all that. So, yeah, yeah it was good fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So... Now you're an MMA. Um, you started with Cage Warriors. Was that your first league or you started somewhere else? Uh, I fought in a few other promotions before there. Locally, and, uh, like in England? Yeah, there was another one. It was, um, 
it used to, it was UCMMA it was called I made my debut and it was uh it was Cage Rage before I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever seen yeah, it but no, Cage Rage, yeah. Silver was on there all yeah. like all the great guys were on mm-hmm. there you know so I think Brisbane fought on there I think he had the title on there and then it became this promotion that's that's where I made my debut but uh, yeah Cage Warriors was that's the, where I made my mark in yeah. Europe and uh had six or seven fights there before I signed. So yeah, yeah Cage War is pretty big. It's, yeah, a, it's a big organization. They have a lot yeah. of guys started there. Obviously, Conor McGregor and, mm. and Joe Duffy. That's and it. then, um, so you, you're not from the main streets of London. You're from like a small a small area, or oh, where? Yeah. I'm from a <laughs> I'm from a little village. Yeah, Trimley St Martin is called. Okay, like a uh, it's maybe hour and a half from London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too far, but it's uh, it's nice. It's it's by the sea. There's f- fields. There's yeah. sheep. So when you're in a small town like that and you're and you're yeah. kind of training a small village and you're training, how does one get from there to be a professional MMA fighter? Was there like local shows on the scene or what yeah. what happened? Like how did that transpire? Uh, so, like I said, I was boxing and, and in England, like every town, every place has very a, popular a boxing yeah. club. Yeah. yeah, so an amateur boxing club is is everywhere. And uh, also there was one coach, uh, Mark Nixon. His name is from. Uh, it was Dynamo Muay Thai back in the day, but he's. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu now, but funny enough, he's from the same town. Was and he like uh, a younger guy or like? Uh, yeah, like he's he's a little older than me, you know. Okay. But um, yeah, he he like he was he was watching all the old school fights. He yeah. was teaching it in the old uh, in an old sports hall. He was renting a place out, so like twice a week we were able to train, and he was watching it and going to travel and training and bringing back techniques. And this is all in my my little town, so yeah, you know, it was it was great to have that there and. Uh, he played a sort of key part in me sort of getting into it. So he's having you do like boxing workouts. There's a, there's a little Muay Thai stuff. You're yeah. trying to play with some takedowns. Exactly. I exactly. find it so interesting because that's why I ask his age because some of the older gentlemen, the older coaches in the game, you know, they're, they're purists. Uh, yeah. So they don't want to bring in like if they're a boxer, they stick to boxing. And at 50 years old, 60 years old, you're not going to go mm. learn a new sport. That's Unfortunately, it. it's sad as it is. But then guys like us come around. Even me, I started MMA so late, 29 years old. Yeah. And a guy like you, it's so interesting to have like a little bit older coach, someone to show you like, hey, there's this MMA thing. Even though you're from a small town, yeah. here you can start doing these other sports and That's then it. it's like video games you know at the time you're just playing and now it, it's become so big your parents are like what are you doing but then you can go yeah. you can make millions off it <laughs> money's you know? to so be made yeah. money's to be made That's so a guy it. like you you know you come in you start boxing but you, you were lucky enough I think that just set the, the, the stage for you to be lucky to hey here's MMA here's the situation you can train other aspects yeah. just not boxing and now look you've made a, a professional career out of it which yeah. is kind of awesome so yeah, exactly. I think kudos to that guy what's his name let's shout Mark out Nixon. Mark, Mark Nixon Mark Nixon yeah shout out Mark man. Nixon <laughs> you still keep in touch yeah we still uh, when I'm back home in England, I, I train with him, you know, as much okay, as I great. can. He's great. So Yeah. yeah. So yeah. right now it's full-time Montreal. Uh, you're you're going to stay here, stay at TriStar. Uh, what about in the future? You want to stay here forever or what? I don't know. You it's know. always a, a constant discussion with me and my missus. We oh, never yeah. know. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, we have a place in both and we're That'd back be and great. forth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like think that. it's doable, man. That's you, it. You seem like you're on a good streak. Uh, I know you're saying your, your friend called you up, said you're worth millions. Uh, <laughs> you had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's oh. uh, you're you're doing great though. You have, a, you have a good streak. We have a good streak here. You got? Um, do you have anything lined up uh, like for the next fight? Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to get something in April, mm-hmm. and I'll you know anyone who follows me knows I've been trying to push for yeah for sure uh, yeah a top ten opponent you know and uh, we've like you say I've got a streak going now seven seven on the trot so yeah, I'm trying to get that's seven top. in the UFC now yeah. seven up yeah. yeah yeah so you haven't lost in the UFC no, I mean your loss no. comes from before yeah yeah so I was cage wars i was 19 yeah so mm-hmm. back, back in the day yeah you so i remember when you came you're so like what do you know you're 20, 27 27 yeah. and when yeah. you came you're like 23 
Yeah, 20, uh, 21. 21. Yeah, 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 My so. God, you've been here for a while. Yeah, man. <laughs> the I mean know. streets of Montreal. <laughs> Jeez, I know. I'm city boy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what? So I want to ask you, I mean, we had Mirsan on last week. He's obviously another uh, featherweight from mm. Montreal. I want to ask you something really interesting because as you see Mirsad, he was in the top 10. He was kind of in the spot that you want to be in. Mm. But then he had a three-fight losing streak. So he's kind of... You know, I mean, it's not it's not over for him, mm. but in the UFC, that so to speak, obviously, you know, with his age and his talent and how good he is, he can make it back no yeah. matter what happens to him. But a guy like you, how do you stay focused on, you know, keeping, staying motivated, staying on top? You talked about GSP. He was great at that. Mm. Always staying on top when everybody's chasing you. Now, the, the truth is, Arnold, people are going to be chasing you. Yeah. You're 16 and 1. You're 7-0 and in the UFC. Guys know, like, if they fight you, it's going to be a tough fight. You've beat Jeremy Stevens. Mm. I mean, you're beating guys who are, who are uh, like Melendez. You're beating guys who are, who are veterans. So mm. now you're, the people are going to look out for you. How do you stay focused? How do you stay on top of, yeah. of that? Because the truth is, guys are going to be coming for you now. Yeah, uh, that's it. But, uh, you know, I'm still chasing the guys above me. So, right. you know, obviously, yeah, people are coming for me, obviously. And I, and I like that. That's, that's what keeps me hungry. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, them guys coming for you. It's... Uh, you know they're on your tail so you have to keep working harder and getting better and it's always that mentality like whatever i've done is it's not enough yet you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i haven't done anything i've always still the beginner mm-hmm. and and that was one of the things in coming to tristar kind of outgrowing where you are and not getting the the push that you need you know here i'm on the, the little yeah. fish in a big pond so exactly yeah. yeah exactly and it's you know every role you know yourself every role there's black belts there's these guys you like, you yourself you wrestle there's guys from all different backgrounds mm-hmm. always people to humble you you know so yeah well, i think that's a nice way to look at it like you you, you still as much as you succeeded you still want to get to the next step you yeah. can't look i mean you know you take your you take some time after a fight you appreciate what you've done but mm. obviously uh always pushing and you're a guy like i can attest to this i always see you in the gym working super hard mm. you know we, all the coaches notice it whether it's you know after a fight before a fight during camp when there's no fight coming mm. up and it's tough you know as a professional fighter especially now during covid how did that affect you covid was it did did you was it even less talk with the UFC? Was it more talk? Was it just like I really don't know what to do? Mm. What was your mindset through all that? Because that's not easy either, being a yeah. professional athlete when we don't even know what what tomorrow's gonna bring. Yeah. Uh, so, what was it? Twenty twenty last year, my fight, last fight, I fought in January. I fought Nick Lentz. And, it's already uh, been a year. Yeah, exactly. Oh a my year. god. So uh, obviously, I was like, right, January, I fought. So that's good. I'm gonna get four fights at least this year. This is pre-pandemic yeah and then uh what happened i was scheduled not i didn't have an opponent book but they were looking for someone for june and they just put me number 13 in the rankings i think so it was like right we're gonna get a top 15 guy mm-hmm. like we're gonna get rolling and uh then obviously everything shut down like gyms are closed like couldn't travel couldn't fight yeah ufc hadn't figured out a plan yet for what they were doing and uh my, my u.s visa just expired so all the events were oh, just man. they were in the u.s and um yeah, no one was doing the visas. Uh, like you could only get like emergency appointments for like <laughs> I guess like diplomatical things. And so I was like, right, well now I'm sidelined and waiting. And yeah, for whatever reason, they had to wait, 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 and we're still waiting. And uh, but yeah, you, you stay positive, and you know, like we keep training, and mm-hmm. that's it. Like fitness, obviously, through summer is easy. You can go for a run. You take your bike out. You get the park and train in the park or whatnot. A bit harder in winter here when it gets down to yeah. how cold it gets <laughs> out here, but. Uh, yeah, definitely make you a man, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, the, the fact that you're able to stay in shape, stay focused, and uh, I think we have something on the horizon for you real mm. real shortly, I think. Uh, I mean, they can't... It, it's like the, the, the classic, like, they can't deny you anymore. You mm. know, when you keep putting those wins together, they can't deny you from a top 10 opponent. They can't deny you from um, talking about you and perhaps title contention, maybe yeah. one, two more. Um, so right now, the champion, Volkanovski, how mm. do you... 
How do you see yourself play out against a guy like that? Like what when you think of Volkanovski, when you think of Holloway yeah. in the top, you know, the, I mean, there's a pack. Mm. You're sort of getting yourself away from the pack right now, which we're so proud of you. That's awesome. Mm. But now there's going to be the top two or three guys, and you yeah. know that's a different situation. There's a five round potentially there. Mm. How do you see yourself uh, matching up against them? And how, what do you what goes through your head when you think of the ultimate level? You know? Yeah, for sure. You know what? One thing with Volkanovski is like, uh, he's always kind of like he's not the most impressive. But he always surprises mm -hmm. me, if that makes sense. Like, he's, he's, I never, you know, with Holloway, obviously, I, I felt Holloway won the last fight they had. I watched it a couple of times, and both times I watched it back, I thought he won, but I scored it differently. So it's like. Uh, you think uh, Holloway won the last one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But like, close. every time close. I've watched it, I scored in different rounds. Okay. So it's <laughs> like, there's room for change there, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I could see how he, he won it. I wouldn't say a robbery either way. But yeah, like, uh, I, I like those fights. The, they're the things that that drive me, you know, getting those fights and being ready for those things. And I, I think with my style, I kind of match up pretty well with most people. I haven't shown kind of everything I'm, I'm my ability, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've kind of like, you know, working with Fraz and working at TriStar, he's one of the best uh, strategists there is in the game. And uh, the strategy I've only shown is like for what the opponents have had. That's right, and Every yeah. opponent is kind of, all seven of the guys I fought have kind of come with the same sort mm -hmm. of strategy. So kind of grind you out, try to put yeah. pressure on you, didn't really try to pick you apart, were guys that, <clears throat> I remember like just guys that wanted to walk through you, exactly, because yeah. they knew you are kind of a technical guy, you bounce yeah. around and bang, they are trying to go through That's you. It. Yeah. And then even, uh, I fought Gilbert Melendez, it was, he was, I was like, That was okay. a great fight, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it was yeah. great, yeah. my, for, for my, like out of my performance, I think that was the best I performed. Oh, for, for sure, myself, I, yeah. I, I would tell people, if you want to like, have a, have a skill session on what to do in MMA fight. You go watch him against Gilbert, yourself yeah. against Gilbert, because you've done you did everything right. If you yeah. want to talk about sprawl and brawl, you want to talk about um, counter strikes, yeah. you want to talk about being first to the punch. You kind of did all those things right against a guy who's obviously he was a title contender, so it's mm. no joke, Gilbert yeah. Valentes. You know? Yeah, exactly, and, and like that's the biggest name, the scariest sort of guy on paper. You know, how do you prepare for a guy like that? Like, is it is it? Because I mean, you had to have at some point look up to the guy or look yeah. up to guys he fought at some point. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like you know. Even because when I beat him, he was, uh, I think he was on a bit of a losing streak. But then you'd look at who he lost to. I think it was like, it was Pettis. It was, uh, uh, I think, RDA and then someone else. But all like guys that fought for you the Alvarez title. Alvarez maybe. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, legends, basically. Yeah, legends. exactly. Yeah. It was like, you know, like, you can't, they all losses, whatever. But mm. look at who they are, you know, and how they won. They didn't all blow him out of the water. There was decisions. and yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but just training like we train train like anyone else right yeah. so yeah i mean the the level of tristar is so high we talk about it all the time but it just goes to show like you know the big gyms like alpha male jackson tristar yeah. they've they've got guys you know they've got a diamond dozen guys who can be potentially champions mm. but it's it's guys like you that i look up to because now you're kind of elevating yourself from the pack in this in the guys the gym in the sense of like we have so many guys we have az Amin yeah. sahabi fighting tomorrow yeah. Amin was i mean still at 33 years old there's still so many articles about how he's the next big thing yeah. and he's coming off two losses there's louis you know there's mandel we've got so many guys at gym who they could be champions mm. that we had them here on the show yeah. they could be champions just about i guess you know getting your mind right like you said staying hungry for every yeah. single fight because it's easy to you know you lose a fight you win a fight any any professional athlete can kind of go through that routine but yeah. staying on top and i think that's something that you're doing and we can attest to like you know you're working so hard and and we obviously here at you know, the Boom Boom Show, BTC, we wish you all the best. Mm. But um, the, the other thing I want to say was just about Volkanovski, you're talking about Volkanovski. Um, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you could agree with me or not, but one thing I noticed when I watch him, he's interesting because he's a guy that if you saw him in the gym, mm. you probably wouldn't 
you know, pick him out of a bunch. You yeah. know, he, he doesn't look like he's doing anything special, but then there's good moments of brilliance there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Is that kind of... Yeah, uh, no, that's exactly what I meant. Like, uh, yeah, it's just always surprising because he'll, he'll get a matchup with Aldo when he fought Aldo. I thought Aldo's going to... Yeah, Jose Aldo. Him. Yeah. And he just stuck to a, a solid plan, picked him apart, and, yeah. and, and like, I was like, oh shit, like, yeah. I was impressed with that, you know? Uh, he bought... Yes, everyone, every time I'm surprised with what he does. And the first time he fought um, Holloway, great game plan kick the legs you know overhands move off like clinch with him every now and then such and a tall guy and such a short guy yeah exactly yeah. every time he did so he kicked his leg every time he made him think he kicked his leg so good at sticking to a game plan and uh that was an, another thing i had with holloway as well he was always winning but i was never like crazy impressed mm-hmm. other, than, other than the guitar yeah the like, most recent one, one. Like, yeah okay yeah. He, he went to another level yeah like but he, i think i think you know when you when you when you're in a fight, you get in that kind of that zone, that mm. groove, and then you know that, like, I remember in wrestling matches when I know that I had yeah. someone. That's when really you can show you your... You fire up a bit, yeah. Yeah, you can show kind of some impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. You get into that sort of flow. Yeah. The flow, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was definitely in it. <laughs> yeah, he was in it, yeah. So, okay, right now, what do you think about... Uh, let's get some predictions. What do you think about... There's some crazy stuff going on. Obviously, um, uh, Alessania is going up to fight Yan Blackwood. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, yeah, I think Adesanya wins it. You, know, you think he, he wins it because Blackwood is a big man, yeah. and strong as hell. And again, with him, like he's a like he's a comeback story, isn't it? Like he's uh, yeah. We we said here on the show, I think he was two and four in his first six UFC yeah, fights. Man, yeah, and like now, look at him; he's doing great. Like uh, I was on the card with him when he knocked out uh, Rockhold, Luke Rockhold, mm-hmm. and like I know no one really at the time sort of thought it was. He I know knockout Rockhold. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He came out just flattened him i was like oh shit yeah so <laughs> there you good go for him. yeah good for him yeah and then what do you think about john jones going up to heavyweight i don't know it's like it seems like that's getting delayed right because mm-hmm. he said uh he wants more money or whatnot but uh, he wants to wait for the yeah but what I th- happens in title contention yeah exactly but no i think he because uh, dana white said he's next uh for the title whoever wins is fighting him but uh he's like well let's uh see what you guys are gonna pay me yeah. first but uh, you know what? I, I think that could be his undoing, like with John Jones, because I always thought the only way John Jones loses, he's so like technically brilliant. He's such a good game plan. Mm-hmm. So good at. He's got all the tools. You know, he's got the body. He's got the yeah. long limbs. He's got the athleticism. He's got the fight IQ. The only way he gets beat is if he gets knocked out. Like mm-hmm. someone knocked him out. Francis Ngannou, heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Stephen heavyweight. Yeah, they could boys, all knock yeah. him out. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would. Uh, he, he should have stick to light heavyweight. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's trying for that champ champ status. Yeah. You know, Conor McGregor, obviously, BJ Penn and GSP. Mm. I mean, that's that's like the new uh, the new trend of the month. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, Usman mentioned, right? Yeah, he's, he's talking about that now. I just yeah. saw yesterday. Kamar Usman said uh, maybe he'd go up to to uh, one eighty five if Izzy's not the champ. Uh, okay. And they have that like African card where yeah. they're both kind of the African champions. They kind of like that. I guess they're on good terms with each mm. other. Um, that's kind of cool. 15 pounds is a big jump as well, man. It's like no joke. 170, yeah. 185. You start in boxing where the weight classes are, are yeah, so like smaller, small you know. Ones. So when guys sit like six time world champion, six weight classes, yeah. it is impressive, but it's not yeah. like MMA because MMA, you literally go from my weight class yeah. to heavyweight or yours to like Gilbert Burns, he went uh, 55 to 70, right? So that 15 pounds, that's a huge, huge jump. Huge thing. Huge. Yeah. 
BJ Penn kind of bounced around, yeah, guys like that. Yeah. So I'll put you on the spot a bit. You talked about um, John Jones holding back for, for money talk. Is that something, you're a professional fighter, that's something that everybody's interested in. Yeah. I know you said, you you know, we joke around about guys being millionaires and this and that. You yeah. haven't fought in a year, the mm. truth is. So what happens in negotiations? Like, can you give us any backdoor? Like, does does somebody call, does Dana White say, hey, you're not, you're, you just take a fight? And, mm. Or like, is there any room for negotiation in UFC? Are you, because right now you have to have some, I mean, you've yeah. got some name value. You're a, you're a sick fighter. You're on yeah. this win streak. What happens in these negotiations? Like, uh, Or is it your agent that takes care of everything? And yeah, so usually it's just us asking, uh, is anything up? Anything available? Anything available? Yeah. Us harassing and uh, like, oh, well, still nothing, still nothing. And then you'll get a text with a name. Or maybe sometimes if you're lucky, you get a couple of names and you, yeah. can, you can choose. But usually... It's a name and a date, and if you want it, you take it. You know what I mean. But uh, does that depend on what your contract is, like whatever your? Yeah, uh, mm. I assume there's some guys out there who got more power. They can negotiate, I guess, if they're t- yeah, title you know, challengers or champions. Like I'm sure George isn't getting shot names every now and then. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, but I, I think now everyone's calling out GSP. Like everybody yeah, wants man. him back. You know, I think yeah. that's a name. That's a money fight, and that's I think it. maybe they can catch him sleeping. But I think that's w- the uh, the gold standard, isn't it? Like everyone. Unless you beat GSP, it's like, everyone's like, oh, you know, Usman, they're comparing him with GSP and always, which makes yeah. sense. They're both world weights. He's world yeah. weight champ and George is the best of all time. So it makes sense that people are going to want to get to that standard and yeah. be compared to that. Yeah, I like mm. Usman. I think he's yeah. uh, kind of attest to a good wrestler who's kind of developed a nice MMA game where he switches stances, yeah, he's got a jab from both sides mm. and then just solid. Like he looks really solid in his positions. That's one thing with Gilbert Burns. I mean, you saw the last fight with mm. Gilbert. I mean, Gilbert came out, he had that energy. He was kind of, yeah. you know, he's jumping around. He, he actually caught Usman at the beginning. Yeah, but man, I just, nice yeah. Big Ryan dropped him, right? Yeah, kind of. Yep. Hmm did drop him but then do you think like what happens in that sense did like it was uh, like burns let the situation get ahead of him did do you uh, think he just he just cracked because he looked like at one point like he she threw a kick and he fell to his butt and he yeah. stayed in guard for a while it was kind of like awkward i don't understand why he just didn't get up right away yeah and like, then he looked kind of jumpy after that do you think yeah, it was a right. mental breakdown or do you think it was just the, the moment getting ahead of him yeah maybe maybe it was a break i didn't really think about it, but maybe like that yeah because he Maybe hit him with his best shot and uh, Usman didn't really look phased. I know he stumbled a bit. He sort of fell to his hands. But after that, he was... You know, right back in his face. Back up. Yeah. His guard was up. He was back in his face. Back to business. And uh, maybe that sort of broke his will a little bit, you know? Yeah. He hit him with his hardest right hand and uh, didn't finish the job. Didn't finish him, yeah. Maybe that sort of put a bit of doubt in his head. Yeah, I think mm. I think the guys who were able to stick their game plan, like CGSP against Condit, yeah. you know, when he got head kicked, if you remember, oh, he got yeah. dropped. And like it's just, you know getting your roots about you, getting back up and yeah. going back to the game plan. Because, I mean, a guy like me, like, you know, I'm a competitive guy. We're all fighters in the end. You know, if someone hits me, I just want to get up and hit them back. But yeah. for George to be able to say, look, I'll stick to the one-two takedown. Take and what's minute, been working, yeah. you know, mm. t- take a minute, get your wits about yeah. you. I think that's important. Yeah, champion stuff, in it? Yeah, champion stuff. Mm. So what about um, tomorrow? We got AZ fighting Eamon. Yeah. How do you think he's going to do? He looks good in the gym right now, right? Like, Eamon's, uh, he's one of them guys. When I first came here, like I, I didn't know, I didn't know him, and I hadn't seen much of him. And I trained with him, like you know, you know yourself. He's a, yeah. he's a killer. Like he's been so good for so long. Yeah, exactly. Amen's a happy Frass's brother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's, it's such a shame like no one, not no one, but like he's not getting the recognition he deserves. He's, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm confident he's gonna get the result because he's he's working so hard. I've seen him working. I've I've done rounds with him, and yeah, he's he's yeah. elite. You know, like he's yeah, a solid black belt. He's a solid wrestler. He's got. He's a guy I go to for advice, you know, like all those people. Same with with, uh, with like Louis Santaki and Mandel yeah. and Allo, you know. These guys, like, 
I, I didn't know them before I came here, but then I started training them and I was like, oh shit, yeah, like, so these guys are good, man. You know, and it's great. And it's like, it's sort of that feeder system that Faraz creates mm. at TriStar yeah. where you see guys like Louis, guys like Eamon, his brother, mm. um, coaching classes. Yeah, so man. when Faraz is off at another at another fight or something, mm. um, or giving a seminar, or whatever Faraz is doing, these guys are coming up in their coaching classes. Something yeah. Is that something you want to do? Because I think right now you've collected enough knowledge where it'd be great to have a, get a class from you or have the yeah, younger man, guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, I don't know. With those guys around, I'd yeah, rather steal sure. their knowledge. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure, so. yeah. But <laughs> I think that's great. It's a testament to like the, the, the TriStar system where, mm. you know, he for us has confidence that, look, he can leave. And even a guy like Neil, who's uh, yeah, another black belt who runs a lot of the jiu-jitsu classes when for us not there. Mm. I think that's why, like, when you have a good curriculum and a good system, it, it feeds down. So you yeah. don't always need for us teaching. You can learn just as much from Louis in a certain situation or yeah, a certain yeah. uh, position. You can learn a lot from Amen, and there's, mm. there's obviously Mandel. And striking is incredible. Mandel mm. Nalo who fights for Bellator. Mm. So again, TriStar, like you said, it's got in and out. I remember like when I started MMA, I, it's like learning, uh, it's like learning uh, poker with the, the best poker players in the world. Because I would yeah. start, you know, I would see like the gym. You'd, you'd walk into a sparring day. There's not a lot of guys, but then the 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 little guys, the lightweights I had was like Eamon, Louis, Ivan Menjavar, Eve Zabrain. So it's like, <laughs> even if it's just us there, well, you know, you're getting like killers. You're getting so you're a good day of sparring, yeah. yeah. So right now, yeah. who uh, who are the training partners you're working with right now? Who's uh, I mean, I, it's a closed bubble. Obviously, here in Montreal, we're kind of yeah. we're kind of locked in. You can't do much. You have to go. And I know you, you said yesterday you went to work out at somebody's house. Like you're, yeah, you're just like trying to yeah. you're just trying to get what you can. But is it, there guys uh, that that you can shout out that are kind of helping you a little bit right now? Yeah. So I, I was just talking to Louis before I came in. So Louis Sandaki, we've been talking a mm. lot, and uh, you know, like you know his game. So he's giving me a lot of tips and uh, yep. things to to do for the alleged upcoming fight. Yep. I got the one. <laughs> yeah. Not to be announced yet, but. Uh, yeah, so you know the the people you announce, like Eamon, obviously he's fine tomorrow, obviously, and uh, yeah, all those people. Yeah, great. So is there, <clears throat> so for each fighter, do you game plan differently? How does like how does that work going into a fight? Yeah, so with the game plan, that's one of my favorite things about being here. Is uh, Faraz is so good at strategy and game planning, and you know he, he watches the tape and he will tell me right, you need to work this, you need to do this, and he'll give me the techniques and. Uh, mm -hmm. Show me what to do and when to do it. So yeah, it's been successful so far. Yeah, man. so far so good. <laughs> so far so good. Yeah, I remember, <clears throat> not to bring it up, but the fight with Mads Burnell. Mm. I'll never forget that fight because <laughs> man, it was like almost like you were down and out. You know, going into the third round, you were probably down the scorecards. You had some brilliant moments in the early yeah. early fight mm. where you were kind of picking apart. But at some point, I think that guy just put his head down and was trying to walk through you, like with mm. everything. He did. But I mean, it just goes to show you if anybody wants to go back and watch that fight, how you can you persevere, you stick to the game plan, and guess mm. what, you end up with a great mission in the third round yeah. but it goes to show you that when you, you you kind of throw your cards out the window and you just go 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 well hmm. you know now you're not really using your brain anymore and a guy yeah. like you who's methodical you stuck to the game plan it doesn't always work just trying to go through a brick wall you know yeah. sometimes you have to find a way to chip around it so what was that fight like what, what was your mindset going into the hmm. third round and how the heck did you come up with that crazy <laughs> submission <laughs> down on all the scorecards yeah. i mean you know not to no nah, for sure yeah uh you know that fight was hell. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I had a, I had a. What did I have? I had bronchitis in that fight. Oh man! I watched it not long ago because the UFC shared it, and uh, so it was funny. Like after two minutes, like the first one minute thirty, something like that, my shots were coming back sharp, and then suddenly you see my jab goes, yeah, like that. Every punch goes like that. I was just dead. So I was like, okay, I can't use too much energy. So I'm yeah. like, right, I'm going into to sort of shut down. So. He'd take me down. I would just sort of control, like, control his posture on the back. And like, I was like, okay. Well, and he was a really dangerous submission guy. So 
It's like, oh, I'm not going to try too hard to get off. I'm just going to hang about for a yeah. minute, make sure he doesn't get anything off, no strikes, and uh, try and sort of buy my time. Third round. So right. kind of, so wait, the first two rounds kind of get ahead of you in that sense where like you were kind of like, okay, taking my time, taking my time. The next thing you know, you're in the third round. Was it something yeah. like that? Or? Yeah. So I was just I was just exhausted, to be honest. And then uh, third round, Fraz is like, all right, well, we need a knockout this round. We need a knockout. I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think you're right, coach. And uh, so, yeah, then he shot again. I think maybe he got he, he kind of took you down the cage kind of and you yeah, got back yeah. up and he stayed on the position he didn't That's really it. he didn't adjust his game either he no. kind of kept sticking the same thing I think it was just because like I wasn't given much resistance on the takedowns like in the la- earlier round so uh, just got a bit comfortable didn't he like uh, yeah. it got a bit easy so he's like oh, put my head here put my head there and then, and then you caught him with that yeah. choke and that kind of ninja choke and yeah. then you see him on the ground and it was like pure panic you love that those moments in fighting I mean that's what it's all about when mm. the guy goes from you know, point A to point Z yeah. real fast. You know, they're like, what happened to this yeah. guy? Yeah, and then you choked sure. him out. And just to see how happy you were after the fight, that was a great moment. Anybody <laughs> wants to go back and watch that, especially the third round, Arnold Allen against Mads Burnell. Great fight. And um, yeah, the two European, two tough guys, obviously, yeah, man, guys that don't back down. Yeah. Don't back down. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, okay, so the game plan now, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep, uh, get that win streak going. Is there anything else that you, uh, what else is going on in your life right now? Anything else that you want to, you want to do is it just right now focus on that 100 percent and yeah just training all the time mate. you know it's yeah. training 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 that same old same old stay in shape stay stay good that's, that's great it. man what about um okay so we had we talked about john jones we talked about izzy uh what about the 155 picture what do you think's happening there with that uh that uh, division and who deserves it who deserves a shot yeah it's a hard one it well yeah. i think uh Oliveira, like after his last performance you go give something to charles Oliveira. yeah like he looked he made uh, Ferguson look like a beginner, didn't he? Yeah. Controlling the submission attempts were amazing. The transitions. Even striking, eh? So striking is unreal came too. Came from nowhere, yeah. And he's on a, I forget what streak he is, but it's... it's six, maybe six. Yeah. He's beat a lot of the top guys on that streak. and uh, We've talked know. about here on the show how like a year could change your life. We talked mm. about Masvidal, obviously McGregor, yeah. and guys that, and Colby Covington. Guys yeah. that like, they change something and then their life changed in the year. But your your life could also change for the negative in a year because mm. look at Tony Ferguson. I mean, he was uh, the king yeah. of that division exactly. when Khabib's not around. He was the uncrowned king. Yeah, exactly. Uncrowned king, got the, the interim title, and now he's just on a downfall. So mm. I think, I was thinking maybe Oliveira Chandler would be nice. Yeah, you know, that, mix yeah it up. Chandler as well. I, didn't, I forgot to mention like the... Uh, his debut was pretty impressive. Any, yeah, do you watch any of the Bellator fights? Do you Are you impressed by any of those guys or is it just like UFC for you uh, all the way? No, yeah, I'll watch all sorts of fights to be honest. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, usually I, I don't watch, uh, I, I don't usually stay up live and watch the fights. I, usually what happens is uh, I'll hear there was a good fight and I'm like, oh, I'll go watch it. You know what I mean? So, Knock out or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if there was like a good fight back and forth, I'm like, all right, yeah, I want to watch that one. But uh, you know, as we watched so many fights know, for our career, it's like there's some um, really interesting stuff happening though at Bellator 145. Yeah, man, um, they're doing uh, a tournament, a Grand Prix uh, kind of. Yeah, that's it. I like I like the tournament, man. It's mm-hmm. fun. The tournament. It's fun scheme. because you yeah. can see the actual um, way path that people are taking to get yeah. there. You know, and there's some good fighters too. Aaron Pico, who was a wrestler yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, um, the other wrestler. I think, but like Bubba Jenkins might be back in, the, or no, he might be PFL. But yeah. there's some good guys there. But even PFL at one forty-five. They're doing some fun stuff. Rory's over there now, isn't he? Rory's there. Rory's yeah. gonna come on the show soon. Rory's nice, like, man. man, Rory uh, to PFL. That's gonna be interesting because the champ, I think, is Cooper, and I think uh, Rory oh, matches yeah. up really nicely against him, yeah. just because he's another. He's a kind of a brawler, and Rory's got such a technical style yeah, of striking. He's got a great style. 
He's got great style. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever sparred with Rory at the gym? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I have. Luckily, he's been pretty nice too. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy in the gym for yeah, sure, man, for sure. Yeah, I think it, it shows like to be a pro fighter, to be a champion, you don't have to be like a crazy thug. You know, you, you're just someone that goes yeah. and respects your opponents. That's and, it. I, I, I obviously, at TriStar, like, Faraz is not playing around when it comes to respecting the gym. You know, mm -hmm. he always says, like, you hurt your opponent, you've got to take him yeah. to the hospital, you know. That's yeah. it, that's it. And, and that's the thing, if, you, uh, if you're hurting people, you're sparring with every week, no one wants to train with you anymore. Partners, yeah. exactly. and, and GSP laid out the blueprint of, like, he would, I don't remember him really hurting guys in his training. Yeah. You know, he would pick them apart, he would take them down. I think yeah. he knew that. And I always say, like, the, like when I spar with you, the guys that can hurt you the most mm. are the guys you're the safest with because yeah. they know how to control. You know, yeah. if I play around with you or Mandel, I know I'm in good hands and I'm probably going to learn something at yeah. the end of the day. You know, yeah. you guys aren't going to go and, and take a, you know, take a big, like, and I, and I appreciate that in wrestling. Yeah. I always try to do the same thing. I try to win technically. And if yeah. I'm wrestling someone who's a little bit weaker or maybe a smaller guy, you try to beat them with skill you so they can see along that, a little, yeah. yeah you can and they can see after hey look you know this guy's beating me with skill he's not yeah. you know they look at you i would look at you and i'd say oh here's a, a big strong 45er he's mm. gonna kill me but then so oh, he's picking me apart he's doing this hey i can yeah. i could win like this and this is gonna prolong yeah. your career do you think is that something that you you look at do you try to be technical definitely. or when you you just shout out and you nah, when definitely, you spar? Um, <laughs> like uh i think there's a time and place for everything like mm -hmm. we, we've sparred right and there's for two, sure two ways between us right? yeah, yeah for sure yeah and, uh, there was one now too i yeah, went down yeah you went down yeah so and like the same thing, we don't we don't go crazy. There's something for me to learn from you, and for like sure. vice versa. But uh, like uh, George was saying, he he said uh, he liked the spar with the smaller guys. He loves it. Yeah, they they move so much faster. Mm -hmm. The technique is cleaner, and like you have to work so much harder and more efficiently to to keep up with them. And like uh, I've been doing some rounds with uh, a young amateur guy that looks, you know, young Steve. Steve, awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. So technically sound. Yeah, and he's so fast and crisp. He's two weights lighter than me. It's like, geez, I have to work so hard to keep up with him. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, pull the power down and try yeah. not to use my weight advantage, which is, you know, so then you, you focus more on your, your clean technique and you focus more like if I shoot a double, I try, it has to be cleaner rather than clean just Clean, because if, if he sprawls you out and, you know, use your strength, yeah, it's, it's not going to work against, exactly. uh, you know, Volkanovski. Exactly. <laughs> and it makes your timing so much better just working with a, a smaller guy to be faster. And, and then there's pros. Sometimes you get the big guys you go with and, Right now, I have to move and be on my. Now I have to be the fast guy, you know. Like now, right. I have to be on the move, and so there's always something to learn from different styles. I think for sure, or different styles, sizes, all sorts. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, we're lucky at TriStar, obviously, from Montreal to have Guy Saudi, who's yeah. uh, <clears throat> a legend in the sport of wrestling. Mm. And when you wrestle him, there's <laughs> barely any strength yeah. being used, and he doesn't care who he wrestles. He's just so technical, mm. and he's playing with you, and that. And that's why he was able to open up and, and get big points at, at some international matches because he always knew that he had technique in his back pocket where yeah. some guys are like, I've got my right hand in my back pocket. Yeah. You know, if you're able to say, well, I've got I've got a, a skilled game plan in your back pocket, that's kind of interesting yeah, too, I sure. think. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the most, I, I'm not, as not clued up on wrestling as yourself, <laughs> but uh, his technique is unreal. Like just watching him wrestle with bigger guys and he just, he, yeah, like you said, no, no strength, no muscle. I'm sure he is strong, but... Yeah. Compared to the guys he's taken down and throwing and whatnot, like, jeez. Yeah, he's just, he's like a, when he wrestles, he's like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. You know, he's just having fun. He's yeah. playing and he positioned to the next to the next. <clears throat> We're lucky to see GSP, obviously, for us. And yeah. the guys who, you know, the guys who get good, they, you've, you've got to be technically sound. Yeah. You know, we talk about um, guys that are kind of wild and go for slugfest. I think you can mm. get a couple wins that way. Yeah. But if you don't have your bases covered, I don't It'll think you'd be you a so champ. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and like seeing George in the, in the gym, like he's a, uh, you know, like people where they come to spar and they want to win every round. Like, they, how was your sparring? Like, you ask, how was your sparring today? And they're like, oh, yeah, I think I won that round. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean you won? Like, wh what yeah. did you learn, you know? Like, you watch George like that, his his training. I remember 
he would always put himself in bad positions, you know what I mean? Like, he would roll with someone, maybe he could probably shut them down, but he's like, oh, you know, you can start on my back. Or try to open up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, or he'd work on the bottom of me, try and get up, you know? And uh, I thought that was something that really, really helped me, like, not trying to win all my rounds. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better. Yeah, because yeah. you know that, like, you know, especially if you get familiar with a teammate, let's say you spar, yeah. spar, spar with them, spar with them, it's going to be like, he wins one, you win one, he wins yeah. one. But I think it's interesting because my wrestling coach, David Zilderman, mm-hmm. was, um, was talking to the the U.S. team national coach Bill Zadek in wrestling, yeah. and the one thing that Bill Zadek said, which you can attest to this, is like Bill Zadek said because he won the worlds at 32, which mm. is crazy in wrestling yeah, to yeah. never win a world title and to win at 32, 33. Nice. And he said he said what changed that year, and he goes, you know, I know what changed that year. I stopped counting the score in every match in practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just going to practice and knowing like, oh, as long as if I'm wrestling with you and I could beat you by one point, mm-hmm. well, every day if I beat you by one point, it's fine. But if I stop counting the score and let open up and we try different things, yeah. now you're learning. I think that's that kind of what sense. you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Like, uh, you know, like there's always, like we say, we're going to smaller guys. Like if my goal is to win the round and I win. It's, it's, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. But if your goal is to keep up with him speed wise. Yeah. yeah. Like goal is to right. I need to up my pace. I need to work at his speed and I need mm-hmm. to, you know, it, that's how you improve, I think, yeah. you know, rather than, oh, I won this round or I think that, that shot would have finished it or, you know, I got yeah. this. I think a lot of guys too, it's, a, you know, it's just wrong coaching. Like they get yeah. coached to win everything and there's some coaches out there who are still like, you know, you want to call it old school or whatever, who have that mm. mentality, just go out there and kill. But mm. I think the guys who know, who know better kind of realize, and for us, it's revolutionizing that where he's saying, look, there, you know, he talked about on Joe Rogan, he was talking about like how he doesn't, at his, especially at his age, he doesn't go 100% every single uh, training every yeah. single practice and he gives himself you know like you said he puts himself in bad positions mm-hmm. he works technically this way he can train longer and maybe you don't get banged up yeah. you know yeah exactly exactly i know you come from a boxing background what do you mm-hmm. think about andre ward because i remember one thing he said Joe rogan was so interesting rogan was kind of like well there's a there's a talk out there that you're not really a brawler or you you don't take shots and andre was like no but that's what makes me special is because i have to go in every sparring when i'm tired yeah. and i still have to work on my game plan i have to stick to my game plan stick to my defense i can't just go out there and brawl mm-hmm. he said andre ward said the easiest thing to do is to just brawl and sparring you don't think about your game yeah. plan you just go and brawl yeah that's true no i agree with that like <clears throat> that's that's like the backup plan when the fight goes to shit <laughs> and it's like right i'm getting stuck in now i'm not gonna yeah. bite down my mouthpiece and i'm gonna swing some shots you know uh, that's that's what you do when everything goes I, out the window. I always say, like, if, if my coach ever told me to bite down my mouthpiece, I'd just be like, all right, this is the wrong coach. <laughs> this is someone I don't want to be coached yeah, by. Exactly. No one's telling me to bite down my mouthpiece. Yeah. And even like you against Maz Burnell, I'm sure for us, he just told you we need a knockout. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but he wasn't telling you to go in there smartly. I mean, mm. at the end of the day, for us, wants you to get out of there alive. He doesn't want anybody yeah. hurt. Mm. And you can test that. I mean, look at the fights you've had. Mm. I mean, you, you know, let's knock on wood here, but... But there's you, you've you fought technically whereas you never really got hurt really bad yeah. and that's another thing of going back to you matching you up against the top guys mm. all um holloway volkanovsky yeah. you're a guy who doesn't really get hit too much doesn't really you work on that defense so much your footwork is so sharp yeah um is that something you think about like you don't yeah you don't for sure these guys i see a lot of the guys the crazy brawlers you know they've got a lot of miles on them now you know mm-hmm. like physically you know, yeah they've taken they've had a lot of tough tough fights so there's definitely that like even myself, I mean, not not that I went super far in MMA, but starting MMA at 29 years old and having people like for us being like, okay, if you get if you get banged up, you're taking six weeks off. Mm. You know, if you you get like a, a what they call it like a yeah. a flash or something, you know, take six weeks to three months off. Yeah, exactly. Work on technical things. Come back when you can. And then to me, be around that kind of stuff, especially me as a wrestler who just wanted to grind everything. Yeah. That kind of you know, I'm 36 you just years keep old now. For, yeah, I'm 36 yeah. years old now. I fought for a nice six seven mm. years. Like I, I still feel like I have my wits about yeah. me. Maybe in four years, me and you are gonna be. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, but for now, know. I feel like I'm pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty sharp. But I think that's that's just having the people, around, the right people around you, the right yeah, exactly. coaching. That's important too, right? Having good Basically, coaching. I mean, I've, I won't say where or who, but I've uh, I've been in gyms where where I've knocked people out because that's how they train there, and they've got up and done the next round. And I, yeah. oh my gosh, and I'm like, oh okay. Like, I'm saying like, you know, he was out bad, you know. Like, yeah, he, he, he should be out for a few <laughs> months maybe. And Sweet like, Arnold there. Yeah, they're like, no, no, he's fine. Next round. I'm like, Okay, okay, but yeah. you know, some places is uh, is what it is, and yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think that there's like, I don't know if you could agree or not, there, but I think there is a stage where, I'm, but you come from boxing background. There is a stage where you've got to grind out and put on those hard sparring rounds. Mm. I think, but I think as you get older, a lot of guys are talking about like less sparring. Holloway yeah. said he didn't spar too much. Um, I know that uh, Robbie Lawler says he doesn't spar too yeah. much anymore. Donald Cerrone, mm. is that something that you're looking towards? Because I feel like. In camp, or I feel like when you're training and you're developing, especially, you need to have some hard sparring yeah. rounds. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit misleading for for like the younger people looking. You know what I mean? You see like eighteen year olds coming up, or like they want to make spar. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh well, he doesn't spar and he's one of the best. And I'm like, yeah, but he's had 30, 40 fights. He's had however many years of sparring, training, mm-hmm. fighting, amateur fights. This he's had a hundred fights. He can do it. Like, yeah, you coming through and making your debut like you need the rounds so yeah you, know you need I mean? the rounds you need to it. be put in those bad situations and yeah. learn how to work like we said work technically you know that's there's it. a fine line between i'm gonna go grind it out and i'm also gonna work technically yeah. Um, yeah, exactly and, and it's like that that learning curve isn't it like learning the pressure like feeling that pressure you know i don't know if you ever did like the the shark tank round for sure yeah yeah like you would do i don't know two or three people would switch at in a time and you'd and, stay and you're in not trying to kill the guy but you're trying to just put yeah. pressure on him yeah. you're trying to p- push the pace and, and when it comes to like winning the round you got three fresh guys you're losing that you're, round you're losing that round <laughs> yeah. just to stay alive exactly. and like you said that probably helped you against the fights that you, yeah. you face some adversity exactly and they're things i've done in in the earlier part of my career but uh you know i've, I've had a lot of experience now i think i've you had like 50 fights across the board you oh know, my like gosh. All, but all how old were you when you first stepped into a, a boxing gym you said you uh, started boxing so i started boxing i was 13 so mm-hmm. yeah so first and before that what was it was it soccer or was it yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that soccer yeah, yeah football <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what we we're all playing back in england <laughs> that's awesome man yeah i guess uh, i don't know is there anything else you want to you want to say i mean obviously thank you for for being on the show uh I think uh, Pascal, we're 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 so appreciative to have mm-hmm. an up and comer. We're a new show, guys. We want you to like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. We don't get too much into that. We let you guys uh, do what you want. But we're so great to have an up and comer like you. It means a lot to us, obviously, to have you on. Uh, we're hoping that this stays in the universe forever. And in mm-hmm. 20 years, when you're a retired champion, and <laughs> people can look back and say, "Hey, he got interviewed on the <laughs> Boom Boom Show." Uh, yeah, but is there anything else you want to you want to talk about? Any any, any sponsors or anything you want to uh, shout out? Or can we follow you on Instagram or anything? Yeah, man. Uh, Arnold BFA everywhere. Like, who knows? Arnold BFA? Yeah. Arnold yeah. BFA, yeah. And uh, thanks, Scramble, for the gear. Yeah. What? yeah. You look good, <laughs> Scramble man. Scramble, bro. Arnold's always, always, especially <laughs> quaff for the occasion, yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I done my hair. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, that's all, man. Thank you for having me on. Okay, great. All right, guys. Great show. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. That's Arnold Almighty Allen. Guys, stay tuned because there's some news coming up for his next fight. He is 7-0 in the UFC, 16-1 overall. He's got one of the best records in MMA going right now. And at the featherweight division, you better watch out. I'm the bee's knees. You better watch out for me, the cat's pajamas. Watch out for producer Pascal. He'll give you a back kick through the, through the camera. Peace.